Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Welcome back. We have before us the twin purposes for which we Christian people have been foreknown and predestined by God to be saved from our sins. This is what Romans 8 verse 29 says, For those whom God foreknew, God also predestined to become conformed to the image of His Son, so that He would be the firstborn among many brethren. And for the last couple of days, we dealt with what it means that we be conformed to the image of God's Son, Jesus. Today, we move forward to understand this, that Christ be the firstborn among many brethren. If you were just reading along in Romans 8, and you came to this phrase of the Apostle Paul's, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren, you might think that he referred to a Christian person. That is, until you notice the capital H. He, capital H-E. This refers to Christ. Christ is the firstborn among many brethren. What does that mean? This is what I want to talk about today. If I could summarize the meaning in one sentence, it will be this. The preeminence of Christ. This part of the verse leads us directly to the preeminence of Christ. He surpasses all others in his superiority. Now remember, God foreknows us and God predestines us so that Christ will be preeminent. If you will step back and think about that, you will be blown away. What's being described here is not a mere passing comment by the Apostle Paul. But come with me, friends, as we learn of the preeminence of our Lord and Savior. What does it mean that Jesus is the firstborn? Well, in the Jewish family, the male child, the firstborn, held a privileged position. Still in many cultures, the firstborn male child is prominent. Maybe in your culture. And maybe you are the firstborn son. I am, except that in my culture, it's meaningless. But the Bible is not written in the 21st century American culture. This text is written by a first century Jew named Paul. And by using the word firstborn, he is speaking of preeminence. Jesus is the preeminent son of God because he is God's rightful heir. He is God's firstborn. And more on that in a minute. But let me read to you a special text. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 18. Listen to this, a description of the Lord Jesus. Colossians 1, beginning in verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. 
He is also the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. Now that is an incredible testimony of who Jesus is. And you heard the word firstborn twice. Firstborn definitely speaks to preeminence. In fact, verse 18 says that Jesus himself will come to have first place in everything. Jesus is the image, there is that word again, of the invisible God. Jesus is the creator. All things have been created for him. Jesus is before all things. He is eternal. And in him all things hold together. As we know, he is the head of the body, the church. Your pastor is not the head of the church, and neither is that elder or deacon or person who acts as if the church belonged to him or her. Emily Snodgrass, my snarky, made-up name for that person in a church who tries to control everyone, she ain't the head of the church. Thank God. Jesus is the head of the church. Also, says Colossians, Jesus is the firstborn from the dead, meaning Jesus was the first one to be resurrected from the dead. And in this, he leads the way for all his disciples through all time. We will be resurrected from the dead because Jesus was resurrected from the dead. Which leads us to this. Jesus is the firstborn. Jesus is the preeminent one among many brethren. That is what Romans 8.29 says. Who are these many brethren? They are believers. They are Christians. Brethren means a number of brothers. And this is descriptive of the countless numbers of men and women who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. We had this on Monday the sons of God, the daughters of God, the children of God, the heirs of God. Romans 8, verses 14 through 16. Brethren are the adopted children of God who call out to him, Abba, Father. God has billions of children, and Jesus is the firstborn among us. I warned you last time about the distinction between Jesus and us, So I hope you heard that. But in this sense, described in Romans 8.29, he is the firstborn. Jesus is our older brother. Listen to Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 11. This is yet another gem we have uncovered in God's word this week. Hebrews 2.11 For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one Father, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Mark this. Hebrews 2.11 He who sanctifies is Christ. Those who are sanctified are Christians. And both Jesus and Christians are all from one Father, who is God. And then this incredible conclusion for which Jesus is not ashamed to call them brethren. Jesus calls us brethren. Want proof? 
Follow me again to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 12, and verses 46 through 50. I am now reading Matthew 12, verses 46 through 50. While Jesus was still speaking to the crowds, behold, his mother and brothers were standing outside seeking to speak to him. Someone said to Jesus, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak to you. But Jesus answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother? And who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, Jesus said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. Interestingly, who does Jesus say are his family? His mother and his brothers? We are. Are you a Christian? Then you are Jesus' brethren. You are his family. So am I. When this someone told the Lord his mother and brothers were standing outside waiting for him, these were Mary and his half-blood brothers. But the Lord stuns his audience. Who are really his mother and brothers? The disciples. Whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. Okay, so now we have hopefully understood firstborn and brethren. But how exactly is it that we being foreknown and predestined by God is so that Christ would be the firstborn among many brethren? The answer is that Jesus is shown. Jesus is demonstrated to be preeminent when he is exalted as God's firstborn among all who are Jesus' brethren, all God's children. The English theologian of the 1800s Henry Alford said, quote, that Jesus might be shown, acknowledged to be, and glorified as the Son of God, preeminent among those who are by adoption through him sons of God. This is further evidence of our election as regards Christ, his glorification in us as our elder brother and head. Well, that's very well said. Commentator William Hendrickson writes, This is Christ's humility and marvelous love for those, by means of his redemptive sacrifice, he has made his own. As I said at the start, if I could summarize the meaning of this part of Romans 8.29 in one sentence, it will be this, the preeminence of Christ. He surpasses all others in his superiority. God foreknows us and God predestines us so that Christ will be preeminent. Indeed, it amazes us that Jesus is God. Jesus is eternal. He is the uncreated one. And yet Jesus became a man. And because of what he has done for us, when we believe he is our older brother. He is the firstborn among us, his many brethren. This could be a lot to digest. Can I suggest you download this manuscript and read it? On the podcast, just click Read Along 
to get it and then listen again as you read what I have said. Find the podcast and the manuscript at godisministry.org. That's godisministry.org. I hope that you will go to the website, get the podcast, download and read the manuscript, and that you will then join us again tomorrow because God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.